Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell me boys for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains And break a couple of concrete pours to back our lug of claims so keep your powder dry and hold your head up high It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel proud And good morning from the Concrete Gang, and it's the Easter shutdown weekend, and aren't we enjoying it? Gorilla, Mate. good morning, String Bean. Good morning, Annie. Relaxed and enjoying every bit of our audio calendar. How good's the old Easter break, eh? Put a spring in your old step, mate. <laughs> what do you reckon? Well, I'm going to tell you, there's a few people sucking up. We'll get about get, get onto them a bit later in the show. But how could you suck up? Okay, the weather may not be that great, but gee whiz, not being at work for all those days is absolutely a joy. Yes, it is, mate. It's a uh, it is it's a good thing for the work. Pity we never had this about 30 years ago. We'd all feel a lot younger, wouldn't we, Warren? We would indeed. <laughs> and uh, for all those people up in Canberra who reckon this is a disaster and it's bad for productivity and we need an ABCC and we need a code to stop all this stuff. I think everybody in the construction industry, including bosses, including the project manager and the foreman, all go, thank God we've got an RDO calendar because it's the only break you get from the relentless production schedules which are just normal stuff these days in the industry. In the old days, you do half a day on a sad day and go down the pub and life yeah. wasn't that bad. But nowadays, they want you not only to work full eight hours on the sad day, they want crane crews to hang back, they want the, the, the crews coming in to jump the cranes to start at two o'clock in the afternoon, two o'clock in the morning. Yep. It's getting ridiculous beyond belief. Thank God we've got an RDO calendar and thank God we've got an Easter. Yeah, that's right, Warren. And, and one thing you've touched on there is the cranes. And uh, 
we had a meeting a couple of weeks ago at General Contractors Yard, and we've got a shop steward in there now because they're the blokes that put up tower cranes that are sort of missing out and all this. They're the ones that get caught. They want the cranes jumped at night, serviced at night, serviced on the weekends or jumped at, on the RDOs and all that. And they're the blokes that work massive hours. And, and that, they brought up at the, at the meeting and said it's just you know, bullshit. You know, coming in at 8 o'clock at night to do internal climbers and all sorts of things. So they're the blokes copping the other end of it, you know. So we've had a we've had a bit of a meeting. I've uh, got a steward in, and now we're uh, talking to the builders about how we're going to get around all this. Yes, indeed, because it's a big year this year, as we all remember. The ABCC bill has now become uh, the cause celeb, the yeah. cause celeb for all those right wing people that our friend uh, Mr Turnbull says he's not part of. That's all the past bullshit. It's the same agenda as Tony Abbott, just a different smiling face at the front. Righto, it's going to be an election by the looks of it because, to their credit, our friends from the crossbenchers are not being intimidated by the threat of a double dissolution. They're not being intimidated by the changes in the electoral laws for the election of the Senate. They're in a situation where they're saying, you can't justify the ABCC, you can't justify the code, and uh, I guess we're going to have an election come July, one way or another. Well, that's uh, we'll probably lead us into um, on Friday. Was it? No, it wasn't Friday. It's, uh, it was on Wednesday. The uh, great debate up in uh, Canberra between Dave Noonan and, and Wilcox. Wasn't he? What's his name? I can never get his first. Innes Willox. Innes Willox from the AIG, and, and Dave Noonan obviously from the union had a uh, debate up in Canberra. Uh, myself and Buzzer went up there. Uh, it was it was a good debate. I mean, I think Dave Dave uh, did a great job up there, but uh, I can't. Uh, this Willux compared construction workers with at one stage with uh, IT workers. You know, I'm thinking I haven't seen too many IT workers uh, drop dead. A few few might have got a paper cut or something like that, but uh, I thought that was rather strange. But yeah, it was it was an interesting debate. Dave did a very good job. And uh, they are resting their hat on this ABCC, and it was a, a bit of foresight. I think the um, ABC, the ABC, the the TV station booked this in ages ago. But as it turned out, it's probably probably a, a great time to have a debate on that. Indeed, and uh, which a brings great, me a great time to bring on the the ABCC debate right before the Easter long weekend. So while you're kicking back and really enjoying your RDO and your lockdown weekend, you know you might want to think about Turnbull's agenda to take it away from you. So. We're ready for the fight, I suppose. But um, they've got no no understanding, do they? Safety issues and like the construction industry. And I love the idea that somehow the ABCC, by taking on the union and getting getting us off jobs, would somehow give people job security. When you know you look at a a job where the union isn't in there, and the safety issues you get, the four five seven visas, the you know casuals, all that ABNs. You know, like it's just like they've never been on a job in their lives. They've got no idea what's going on. Exactly, and Johnny Lomax was there, so it was quite prevalent that he was there because uh, that he was pointed out that how he got charged with um, blackmail and all that, and his name, his family drawn, dri- uh, driven through the courts, and the charges dropped later. Yeah, I mean, you know, one hundred officials before the courts, and, yeah. but he's in trying to include Johnny Lomax amongst others who have been let let off. I mean, yeah. they never did anything, so. It's, uh, it was good to see that it happened, actually. That's why this debate was good. Well, let's just remind people that there have so far been 
Five officials of the CFMEU across a number of states charged with offences, so-called criminal activity. Everything's criminal activity now if you take any industrial action. But uh, one of our organisers in Queensland faced the court. All these horrendous allegations against him, no case to answer. So that's five matters have hit court and every one of them has got off because either one, insufficient evidence or in fact no case to answer. So a lot of bullshit being spoken by the federal government and uh, I guess... We're going to have to put up with it now for another couple of months because it's going to be long and painful and the CFMEU will be uh, front and centre, a bit like the Liberal campaign in the last state election where they tried to make everything about you're going to vote for the CFMEU if you vote for the Labor Party and all this sort of bullshit. 98 days, 98 days to go. Rather than talk about the actual issues. However, let's just remind people that Michaela Cash... The Margaret Thatcher look-alike has uh, actually got herself into a bit of trouble now because what she's announced now, having been provoked by the union in our uh, media campaign, she now has told bosses across Australia that the proposed code, the 2014 code, is not going to be retrospective. So what's that mean? That means we can get on with our EBA negotiations. Oh dear, how sad, Michaela, because what you've now told bosses is, guess what, don't have to worry about the so-called code, just get on with your business. Yeah, no worries. I think there may have been a little tactical error there by the libs, but never mind, we'll We'll take full advantage of it. There's been a few, hasn't there? They've been contradicting themselves all over the place, and I think Dave really nailed it. He said... You know, this, they've started this election campaign with a lie, a big lie, and that is that the ABCC's got anything to do with criminality or corruption when it doesn't do any, anything to do with that. It ah. just has in, it's an industrial body. And, and the other one is about productivity. That, and we've had it before. We had the, we've got a test case. We had the ABCC, and productivity didn't go anywhere. So uh, okay, that's, yeah, You're right. They keep trying to tie us with this productivity. And we're, and it's been proven around the world that we've got the world's best practice here as far as getting buildings put up and, and all that. But they keep going back to that because that's a throw-off that you know, they're not getting you know, bang for their dollar or whatever. But it was, you know, and, and as you say, Stringbone, it was brought up yesterday in the debate. But it's just this, this bloke from the AIG just kept bringing up figures and, 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 you know, I mean, anyone can run an argument like that. You just pluck fing- figures out of the air, couldn't you? you know? Yeah, oh, absolutely. But well, we had the master builders this week as well saying... Well, actually, no. Right after Turnbull's declared an election based on criminality and corruption, and then they ask the NBA, "Well, is the ABCC going to deal with that?" And they, "Oh, nah, nah. That's that's not what the ABCC is about." Yeah. So <laughs> they're all over the shop, mate. It's a classic start to the election. Indeed, it is. And we should just mention that the negoti- EBA negotiations are continuing. They are fruitful negotiations because we're talking to. Builders and subbies. We're not talking to the MBA and all the political groups who have so much to say about an industry they know bugger all about. But we might cut to a track and then come back with another little story about the upper end of society, the top end of town. When do I get to tell Buzz's story? I'm going to walk, mate. Straight after the track. All right, mate, all right. And the track is Help Poor Me. Gang! 
Indeed. The late and great BB King, Eric Clapton, and Help Poor Me, and that's the segue into Help Poor Buzzer. Yeah, well, um, um, yeah, well, I did have to go to uh, Canberra during the week with a young buzzer. Poor gorilla. Yeah, poor gorilla. And um, and then I found out exactly what it's like going to go away with buzzer because I'll just give you a quick quick uh, rundown what happened. So we get to the airport, walking down the to catch the plane. I was walking behind buzzer. He dropped his pen, dropped all his notes out of his pocket. He dropped money out of his pocket. So I'm running behind him picking it all up. We thought we'd have a quick beer before we got on the plane. So we sat down in the, in the Crown Lager bar, had a beer, got up the leaf. Buzzer left his car key on the table, went back and got his car key for him. Got on the plane, the you know, the ladies and you know, they asked for your boarding pass. Buzzer, where's yours? No, I'm with him. That's what he said. I'm with him. <laughs> she goes, No, no, you've got to show your boarding pass. So he, he he goes in his pocket, comes out with a you know that things to do list, you know, the paper he's got things to do. He's give her that. <laughs> She's going, no, no, this time she's in hysterics. I said, Pussy, you're boarding pass. So he gets a boarding pass. So then we finally get on the, on the plane. Then, then we get to Canberra, right? So uh, that night we were having a couple of beers in the club and anyway, so it was my shout. I got up to buy the beers. I said, uh, listen, mate, you, you, it's going to be an expensive shout for you. He said, what, the bloke you're with with the curly, scraggy-looking hair has got three scooters and didn't pay. So I've had to go and pay for that. Oh, mate, I could go on forever. We, we, we could drag this out forever. But I just keep thinking about Buzzer when he went on that trip with his daughter. That was one day with Buzzer. Eh? <laughs> and then, oh, actually, when we got back, he couldn't remember where he parked his car. An hour later, he found his car. <laughs> Say no more. Righto. Help poor me. Right. Oh, we're going to move along now. The... Uh other big story this week in terms of the uh, the top end of town, the, our our betters, tax. We're all paying our tax, but guess who ain't paying their tax? Can I have a guess at one? Yeah, go. Let me see. Now, what about Len Lease? 10 out of 10 for that boy there. Yeah? yeah. How any, much did any, they pay? Any other guesses? Oh, I'm just thinking all the Because it's a big list. I'm thinking of the biggest rats. So Len Lease, who'd be uh, another one? Uh, uh, Danny G. Oh, 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 of course not. He'd be the in, biggest. He'd be in New York, Lardy Durham, wouldn't he? Downer. <laughs> eh? Downer, oh. eh? Here they are for our uh, brothers in the uh, metals area, the maintenance as well as construction. Downer, building a wind farm at the moment, uh, paying no tax on that and paying no tax on nothing by the sounds of it. So, yes, indeed, folks, it's all come out this week. The uh, tax commissioner has identified a whole lot of the top end of town not paying any tax at all on their profits. But are they going to get reamed? No, they'll do a deal and a little bit of money will get paid into the coffers of the taxpayers. But you and I and all of our kind will be paying full BIFTA as usual. And what is the Liberal government going to do about that? We're going to have an election about industrial relations. No, that's more money they've got to donate to the Liberal Party for their um, campaign. Well, they do. Like, you yeah. know, Grocon, a couple of hundred thousand dollars they've donated. So how do they, how do, they donate but they can't pay tax? Well, the more, less tax they'd have to pay, the more they donate to the Liberal Party. That's a deal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, let's just say who paid for the funerals 
of some of those people that were killed when the Swanston Street wall collapsed. It was the union. Exactly. Not GroCon. Okay, Daniel, if you're so proud of yourself, avoiding tax, you could have given a little bit back to uh, maybe even up the ledger, but no way. You gave nothing, not even to help the poor people who were killed when that wall on your property collapsed on them. And you're still going to take every benefit to attack uh, our conditions. And our good friend, John Van Camp, is given evidence against our secretary. Good on you, folks. Down at Grocon, you have absolutely disgraced yourself as usual. And sacrificed that little bloke, the the actual side rider, didn't they? Yep. Sacrificed the subby. Yeah. Well, we probably should mention that Monday, tomorrow, is the uh, third anniversary of that wall collapse. Yeah, so. indeed it is, 28th. Now, just a, a couple of other people who should get a dishonourable mention on the way through, Asset Interiors. Oh. Asset Interiors are a company much favoured by Lend-Lease, I might add. Another absolute paragon of virtue and non-taxpayer. Asset Interiors have gone into liquidation... They owe lots of money. And what a shame. On, on <laughs> a cu- and guess what? Guess what jobs they were on? Good, good Bendigo Hospital for Lend-Lease oh. and uh, C for GrowCon. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Marriage made in heaven. <laughs> so let's just ask a question. These were government jobs covered yes. by the existing code. Well, they weren't code compliant, were they? They weren't code compliant. No. So what are you going to do about that Michaela Cash? And all and our friends from the task force listening. Oh, yes. Hello to Nigel. Hope you have a miserable Christmas. Hope you choke on your hot cross buns. However. Easter. Oh, sorry. But, yeah, yeah, you got the hot hot cross bun right. Yeah, hot cross bun. Hot cross bun right. I'm getting, I'm getting worked up here. Yeah, mate. Anyway, we should also mention, as we did last week, the demise of LizCon. Oh. Right? Oh, please. Went into the Royal Commission, talked about their, uh, their, ho- their horrible experience with CBUS, <laughs> getting picked up on not paying the, uh, the super they're uh, supposed to pay by law. And guess what? They've gone under in a screaming heap and owe money everywhere, including superannuation. That leads me into a cheerio to Lisa and Maria, two of the people who have suffered uh, at the hands of the Royal Commission. Their careers uh, were destroyed simply because they were trying to make sure that people knew who and who was not paying their super. They faced court... They uh, pleaded guilty, as they uh, did at the Royal Commission, and they have suspended convictions and suspended sentences. And let's just say, if our friend Mr O'Neill and all his mates at LizCon had a face court, it would be interesting to know what would have happened to them. But Lisa and Maria, good luck to you. You stood up to a lot of pressure. You served people in the industry you tried to do the right thing by the industry and the employees of companies like LizCon, uh, but you've been uh, put through the ringer. You've come out the, Yep, you've come out the other end. Uh, congratulations to you for your courage and your perseverance in the face of absolutely disgraceful attacks by the Royal Commission. 
And I wonder if the Royal Commissioner's paying tax and all that money he got out of it. There's oh, a good question yeah. for you. Well. Righto, we'll head into Scallywags. Graycon. Lendlease. Malcolm Turnbull for bullshit in the Australian public for what's going to be 98 days of oh. campaigning about the CFMEU. Yeah. Uh, asset interiors. So just on that, Ralph, I suppose we should tell the listeners that to um, to steer clear. I mean, get get uh, get ready. The the newspapers will all yep. start again. One, one. Yep. Oh, it'll be relentless. It'll be all over the um, papers. Warren, indeed, <laughs> and uh, our lovely heads will be on the front page of the Australian again. Never mind. What else have we got? We've got uh, a couple of sooks. Just to mention that Innes Wilcox, he sooked up big time on the uh, National Press Club debate. Oh, he sooked up about everything, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's a about, about our funds and all that, and, and the, you know, the comparing us with uh, IT workers. and oh, oh, It's mate. really tough for the bosses, really tough. No, I mean, you know, it's that tough. <laughs> oh, well, you if they had to pay tax, it'd be even tougher. Yeah, imagine oh. having you had to pay tax. It'd be, you wouldn't survive if you had to pay tax, would you? Dear, oh dear. Keep having to worry about safety, it's so tough. And congratulations to Dave Noon, did a very good job. Now, when it comes to Sookie Lala's, and that's what Innes is getting mentioned about, what about our old friends, Lawler Bricklaying? Oh, yeah, Have you yeah. ever met a Sook in your life? It's yeah, him, isn't it? Oh, he's, a, he's dirty on the world, mate. He wants meetings with the Prime Minister, he wants meetings with secretaries of the unions. I think he always should concentrate paying the blokes the right, right wages and conditions. He won't need any meetings. Indeed. So who's going to get the uh, the Suki Lala this week? Innes or Lawler? Innes. All right. <laughs> He's the winner of that. And the overall uh, scallywag of the week? Or oh, Len Lease. Or oh, oh, Danny. Mm. Oh, listen, let's... Uh, a, a box trifecta. <laughs> a box trifecta. Asset interiors. You wouldn't know what one of them was. <laughs> well, I think I'm on a winner here, though. <laughs> Asset interiors, right. Len Lease and Graycon, you all deserve each other. Enjoy the publicity. You wouldn't have to box them, mate. Just have it straight out. <laughs> <laughs> They're the, uh, the uh, joint winners of uh, Scallywag of the Week. We hope everyone is enjoying their Easter shutdown. And... Uh, when we get back to work on Thursday, I'm uh, sure there will be uh, plenty more stories developing even in a short week like next week. So it's going to be going out in the same old way. Dare to struggle. Dare, Dare to win. win. If you don't fight, you, you lose. lose. Good morning from the Concrete Gang, and we're going to go out with a yeah, tribute. Yes, just uh, a tribute to uh, Ross Hannaford from Daddy Cool passed away a couple of weeks ago. So we're going to go out with They Built the Ute. This is the story of the Ute. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.